0: Yesterday, I was visiting our second graders, and we were talking about the saints. I told them the story about St. Anthony of Padua. He was not a martyr, but he was inspired by the martyrdom of five of his brother Franciscans, young in his life. He was inspired by that. And we talked about saints for a little bit, and one of the second graders said, Are all the saints martyrs? I had to laugh because sometimes it seems like every saint is someone who's just shed their blood and killed for Jesus, but no, not all the saints are martyrs. Not all of them are killed out of hatred of of the faith, but so many are. And it's good to not be surprised by that because Jesus said this would happen. In every age, in every nation, in every civilization, there will be martyrs, witnesses who refuse to bend in their love for Jesus. Blessed Miguel Agustin-Purro was one of those from North America, who we celebrate today. He was one who was handed over by his countrymen, his brothers, his, his relatives, to be put to death. And he was executed by firing squad in 1921 in Mexico. Miguel grew up near Guadalupe, and as he grew up, he joined the Jesuit order. However, at the same time, in Mexico... There were revolutions, rebellions, tumult, and a new government came into place, which was very, very anti-Catholic and anti-clerical. The Jesuit novitiate was dissolved, and Miguel had to flee to California. Then he did studies in Spain and in Belgium to complete his training as a Jesuit before being sent back to Mexico, where he would minister clandestinely, often in disguises, to bring God's grace to the people of the church. Here's some of the things that happened in Mexico under the 1917 Constitution. Article 3 prohibited the church from participating in primary and secondary education. Article 5 outlawed monastic religious orders. Article 24 forbade public worship outside of church buildings. Article 27 restricted the ability of religious organizations to own property. Article 130 prevented the basic civil rights of clergy and religious, such as wearing their habits, being able to vote, commenting on public affairs to the press. And most of these things were only removed officially in 1998. If you want to read a wonderful book about This whole atmosphere and climate of the the revolution and the Cristero movement, you can read Graham Green's The Power and the Glory. It's fiction, but it's a fantastic work that takes you into this world of a priest ministering undercover to these faithful Mexican people in the midst of this very cataclysmic shift in their entire country. So what happened to Blessed Miguel? Blessed Miguel was bringing the sacraments to people as often as he could. Eventually, he was discovered, and he was accused of being part of an assassination plot on one of Mexico's leaders. He had nothing to do with it whatsoever, the killer later on would prove, but he was arrested and thrown in prison, did not have a trial, and then on his way to execution, he blessed everyone in the prison, he heard confessions, his last request was to kneel down and pray for a moment, as he stood up, he held on to the cross. He had his arms out like Christ. He forgave his executioners, and then he was shot by firing squad. That actually did not kill him immediately, and so one of the soldiers had to come up close to Miguel, now s- splayed on the ground, and finish the work. Possibly because all these Mexican soldiers, though they were part of this corrupt government, to murder a priest still might have had a twinge in their conscience. How many of them missed their shots or even just chose to lower their rifles? We don't know. But the last words on Blessed Miguel's lips were, Viva Cristo Rey! Long live Christ the King! Those words echo out to us today. We even have photos of his execution, photos of the firing squad and him standing firm in faith, dressed in just a suit, his, his, one of his disguises. The president of Mexico, President Callez, wanted to photograph this to try and scare people away from remaining strong in the faith or opposing him. But it had the opposite effect. This was the rallying cry of all those who refused to abandon the faith in Mexico and even as many of them were executed subsequently, they brought to their execution in their hands crumpled newspaper clippings of the photos of the, of the execution of Blessed Miguel. Brothers and sisters, we should not be surprised that the church is full of martyrs in every age and every nation. And we should also not be surprised by their courage in one sense, Sometimes we can say, man, I don't know if I could ever do that. How could I ever do that if I was in that situation? Like that, I mean, how much, how much deep, deep faith in the Lord would I have to have? But remember that Jesus promises that he will give us just what we need at the proper time. We don't even need to prepare a defense. We don't even need to worry at all. And we don't need to worry about what will happen to us. Because not even a hair on our heads will be destroyed. Today, let's remember that God provides us all the grace we need at the proper time, at the moment, at the surprising point of decision. God gives his grace to us for what we need. Today, we ask for the grace to persevere in that hope and by doing so to secure our lives for eternity.